I went to this mall called the Beverly Center today, not even realizing that it was the start of June, which is Gay Pride Month. I needed some basics. I needed some white shirts and some underwear. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to go to Macy's or Bloomingdale's or whatever. They should be easy to find. I did not realize the degree to which corporate America has commodified gay pride. I walk into Bloomingdale's. They have hired for the day a West Hollywood drag queen DJ named Rayleigh Trey. And actually, stop. Let, let me just say, okay, I realized that Rayleigh Trey was not playing Anastasia's One Day in the Life. I do not want to ruin her West Hollywood drag queen DJ street cred. That w- She was not playing this song. But I, you know, I have to pull from my iTunes library, and that's the closest thing that I have to... West Hollywood drag queen DJ music. Anastasia, with her fucking red-tinted sunglasses and exposed midriff. So Rayleigh Trey has her pink, just-been-fucked hair wig. She has these silver, bright sequin pants. She's got one fist pumping in the air like she's fucking... She's DJing at some circuit party. But it's 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon at Bloomingdale's at the Beverly Center. There are like six of us shopping for underwear going, God, that music's loud. Look, I get it. I'm not making fun of Ray Lee Trey. It's a gig. It's a check. You gotta do it. But honestly, it just made me especially feel really uncomfortable. It would be like going back to your hometown that you grew up in and you go to the McDonald's drive-thru and you're 42 years old and the guy that you sat next to in English class is the one working the drive-thru. Should we just both just pretend like this is not happening? All your, like, drag friends are on drag race and touring the world, going to Australia, fucking guys with Australian accents, and you have to fucking DJ at Bloomingdale's the week before Pride in Los Angeles? This isn't right. This isn't fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair for me either because I can't even, I can't even like think straight. I'm trying to find the underwear. I'm completely discombobulated from the house music and, and, and Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein are doing this weird thing where they have this like wick free underwear. So it's all like silky and sateen and I don't like that. I just need old school cotton briefs. Thank you. And they're, they don't have them at Bloomingdale's. They don't have them. So I take a deep breath. You know, I just take a deep breath. I'm, and I say to myself, okay, you have to go to Macy's. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a war right now. And I'm in a foxhole, so to speak. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the bombs are coming closer and closer to this foxhole. So now I have to like run to another hole to, to, to protect myself. I have to go to Macy's? Oh, God. Ugh. So I go to Macy's in the men's department, which was so impossible to find. And when I get there, there are fucking gay pride festivities going on in Macy's. Now, they don't have a DJ at Macy's, thank God. But they have, they have like an MC who, when I walked in, he goes, hey, what's going on, Macy's? I'm like, no, stop, wait. Those are words that should never be uttered by an MC into a DJ microphone at Macy's. That should never happen. They had a cotton candy machine that was making pride-themed cotton candy of rainbow colors. They had a 
a free Tito's bar serving all your favorite Tito's cocktails. I look around, there's actually a gaggle of like older gay guys there. It was as if, it was as if they turned Grindr into a movie, right? Like Grindr the movie based on your favorite app, right? And I look around, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know all of these people. These are some of my favorite characters from Grindr. And, and so I was just like ducking for cover and where's the underwear section? Where's the underwear section? Which is actually the worst place to be in a situation like that. I go, there's a whole pride display. Ralph Lauren has this like five pack of underwear in different colors of the rainbow. They had a fucking guest check-in. I was like, what's that for? What's going on here? So I paid, I got out of there. I was so exhausted by the time I left. I went home and slept for three hours in the afternoon. It was too much for me. I can just see, I can just see like the PR people for the department stores sitting around a desk, tapping their fingers on the table, right? Going, okay, June is coming up. That's pride. How can we turn gay pride into a marketing opportunity for Macy's? Reagan and Fox. Reagan and Fox. Fox in the city. Fox in the city. At me and the A. Oh. And give me a BJ. I have a brand new segment. I'm so excited to premiere on today's episode. So there is this guy named Nick Starr who I love. I I'm obsessed with him. Okay, so Nick Starr is this gay guy, but he doesn't identify as gay despite the fact that he's married to a man. He doesn't identify as gay because he hates the gays. But we'll get to that bag of crazy in just a second. So I'm going to give you just like an abbreviated timeline of Nick Starr's craziness, like the Cliff's Notes version. Like, I don't want you to read the whole book. I'm just going to give you like some of the highlights or lowlights or however you want to phrase it. Okay. So Nick Starr is a professional victim blogger. Every single thing that he does is designed to get him attention. And normally attention hungry people, I I go the opposite direction. I'm like, I'm not going to pay any attention to you. But he is just such a train wreck that I can't help but look at the car crash and love it. I back to it. That's my favorite porno star. He's a Bellamy actor. Actor. Finger quote thing. Finger quote thing. His name's Chris Evans. And every time he comes, he always says, I close to come. I close to come. Oh, I'm coming. Oh, fuck, I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) That's seriously me watching Nick Starr's craziness online. It gets me off. I love it. Okay, we have to hear one more scene where Chris Evans says, I close to come. Oh, oh, I'm close to come. Okay, okay, so back to Nick Star. There's so much craziness to cover that I had to put it, like I had to create a note 
in my phone about it. So um, let's see. He got banned from places in Seattle for wearing Google Glasses. Remember that product that never took off? But he'd, like, go into public places and people would get pissed off that he's, like, has the ability to record them without their consent. And so that became a big to-do for him. Google Glasses was, like, his Waterloo. Like, he basically made it seem like he was part of an oppressed class because he didn't get to wear his Google Glasses everywhere he wanted to. So people basically started calling him a glass hole, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> but wait, it gets worse. He drives a Segway, which is basically the kick-me sign of the new millennium. I mean, what's hotter than a guy on a Segway? Nothing. Nothing. People are constantly beating him up and pushing him off his Segway, and then he calls the police, and they don't do anything about it. And yeah, it, it, he's always like claiming somebody's trying to kill him. I don't. I don't think people care that much about him, frankly. I mean, I do personally. I do. He's the center of my universe. But on at least two separate occasions, he tweeted that he was going to commit suicide by jumping off a bridge because you know anyone serious about suicide tweets about it had nothing to do with attention-seeking behavior. Nothing to do with getting attention. It would be like that 13 Reasons Why show on Netflix where the girl commits suicide and then releases videotapes, VHS tapes of why she committed suicide. It would be like that, except before she commits suicide, she releases her tapes. She's like, just so you know, I'm going to commit suicide. It's, it's not really how it's done. He has blogged about his plastic surgeries. He's gotten an uh, abdominoplasty and liposuction. He opted to be homeless so he could cover the cost of his $8,000 surgery. Like, getting liposuction was more important than having a roof over his head. Most gay people are retarded. He's HIV positive, which he blogs about, but he doesn't believe that AIDS is real. And on World AIDS Awareness Day, he tweeted that if AIDS were real, he should have died on November 11th. And probably the saddest part about Nick Starr is he does all of this stuff to get attention, and yet nobody really responds to anything that he says on Twitter or Facebook. Like, sometimes there are comments, but it's just Nick commenting on an entry that he posted. Which doesn't really make sense, because on Twitter, he has over 50,000 followers. So you would think that somebody would say something once in a while. But then it does kind of make sense, because they have these websites that you can go to where you can plug in somebody's name, and it will tell you how many bullshit followers a person has. So um, I did that. I went to the website Twitter Audit, and I put in his name, at Nickstar. And... Um, out of all of his followers, 50,460 of them are fake, and 1,830 are real, which only makes me love him more. A lot of people are super annoyed by him and his attention-seeking ways. I am not one of them. I, I stand alone, but I think that he is the bee's knees. So he got married to a guy, and now he has a hyphenated last name, and it's Nick Star Street. And there's really too much to say about Nick Star Street in one episode of Fox in the City. So I need to start doing a regular segment. And I got to thinking, I want to make it kind of like a Sesame Street segment. You know, a place that we can go to just to be happy and learn things. You know, where we can just kind of sit back and say, what has Nick Starr gotten himself into this week? I want to know what hijinks. I even created a theme song for the segment, so you know I'm serious. And I'm going to debut my theme song right now. Dark Child. Get it, get it, get it, get it. He's a hate group. Dark Child. He hates gays. That's how we got the A. 
how to get to Nick Star Street. Nick Star's latest attention-seeking shenanigan involves claiming that he's not gay, and not just that he's not gay, but that LGBTQ is a hate group. So on June 1st, Nick Star went on Facebook, and he wrote this entry. He writes, today marks the start of Pride Month, where these perverts display overt sexual acts, engage in numerous unsafe sexual practices, wear costumes and outfits that reveal more than than what's allowed on Facebook, and consume more drugs than they normally do. Then he encourages his followers to report any type of display of pride, like any sexual act, any nudity, um... He wants it all reported to Facebook. All needs to be reported. And after going to Macy's and Bloomingdale's, I, I don't blame him. I agree. LGBTQ is a hate group. Hashtag gay is a hate group. Can we listen to the theme song again? It just makes me it just makes me happy to hear it. It's just, I think it's so funny. Dark child. <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it. Gay is a hate group. That's how we got the A's. (laughs) Big buffet that follows it up with fleet. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Nick Star Street? Hashtag gay is a hate group. Hashtag AIDS is not real. Hashtag segues are cool. Hashtag Twitter suicide warning. Hashtag homeless for lipo. Hashtag priorities. Hashtag glass hole. Hashtag star street. I was reading Yahoo News the other day. What are the top five stories that I need to know This is a crazy dicky story from the headlines. Crazy. Crazy. So much stuff going on in the news. The first thing I want to talk about is that Kim Kardashian last week went to the White House to consult with President Trump about prison reform. You know, just two great minds going back and forth on the issue. Yes, President Trump. At my store, Dash, we had a security guard. So I feel especially qualified to talk about prison reform. And also my stepmother, Caitlin, once felt that she was in prison in the body of a man. Why am I in a ladies' jail? I am a man. Say it. <laughs> My ass is hungry, baby. <laughs> there are certain phrases that should just never be uttered. I have a list. I have a list of ten of them. Hold on, let me get out my list. They're in a special drawer. Okay, here's the list of 10 things. We already covered one of them in today's episode. The first one is, hey, what's up, Macy's? especially when spoken by a DJ into a microphone that should never be uttered. Number two on the list, and these are in no particular order, so um, is uh, Kim Kardashian visits the White House to consult the president on prison reform. Fair enough. Number three is uh, after taking a bite out of your juicy hamburger, you say, mmm, delicious. I can't believe it's a Labrador retriever. And of course, the big story, the biggest story of the last week has been the Roseanne reboot getting the axe because Roseanne Barr, of course, took to Twitter and said very racist things about Valerie Jarrett. She likened her to an ape from the planet of the apes. She apologized and she said, 
said, okay, I'm leaving Twitter. And she came back and she's like, I don't apologize. I stand by what I said. And then she said, okay, never mind. Don't defend me, anybody. I apologize. My bad, mea culpa. It was a bad joke. I get it now. Nobody defend me. And then five minutes later, she was like, you know what? Retweet all of these eight comparisons to Valerie Jarrett. And then she's like, I can't believe what am I doing? I'm so stupid. I I feel bad for all of the heartache that I've caused my co-stars and everybody on the set and everybody who worked on Roseanne, who's going to be out of a paycheck. And then five minutes later, she was like, screw all of them. I can't believe they didn't stand beside me. I felt like I was back in high school at a debate tournament watching a Lincoln-Douglas-style debate between Roseanne and Roseanne's other personality, Roseanne. Pick a lane, honey. You either regret what you said or you don't, okay? But you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. I mean, I'm sure you have on several occasions, but not in this case, not metaphorically, only literally can that happen. And then when she was equivocating later, she was like, I didn't, it couldn't be racist because I didn't realize that Valerie Jarrett was black. I thought she was white. Oh, my God. I guess I do like black people. It just took a white one to prove it to me. Time News is reporting that First Lady Melania Trump... Oh, oh, that was another one on the list. Hold on, yep. That was number four on the list. First Lady Melania Trump. List of things that should never be uttered. But here we are. Here we are. First Lady Melania Trump is skipping the G7 and North Korea summits, which is a huge blow to freedom globally, because I'm sure her insights would... It would really solve the conflicts between North Korea and South Korea. Yes, um, Kim Jong, your wives need more baby oil to um, put on breast when soapy breast, and then the baby oil and baby powder, and then more makeup, pull back hair, and um, and then you will have peace here in the, the Middle East. Uh, Melania, we're not we're not in the Middle East. We're in Korea. Oh, okay. They said that is what I did. Yes. Peace here in uh, the middle careers. Mm, yeah, you like when I do the whip? You like when I do the whip? I need to figure out a way to refashion my pop guard onto my microphone. I'm a little poppy. I'm a little poppy. I did go to Target and got some WD-40, so it doesn't sound like I'm having a sex show in my living room when I do a podcast. See, no more. By the way, speaking of Melania Trump, nobody's seen her in 25 days. Where in the world is Melania Trump? I have simply decided to tour with uh, Taylor Swift. I joined her girl squad. Oh, I just love Taylor. I love Taylor squad. It's Britney, bitch. I love that song. Taylor Swift is the best. It's the best. It's the best. So I am going to use my uh, my movie pass. Maybe that's where Melania is. Maybe she got movie pass. She's like, this is such good deals. It's a movie free. Yes. So maybe she's in a she's in a uh, movie pass hole. I get it. <laughs> movie pass hole. <laughs> that's that's gonna be Nick Starr's next moniker when he goes to see a movie and he is trying to get free popcorn because he thought that the seat was too comfortable or something. He's gonna, they're going to, you know, he'll have a new story and some type of alternative weekly in whatever city he's in, and they're going to call him the movie passhole. Well, I'm going to go see the movie Hereditary. I love a good scary movie. Hereditary is the one with Tony Collette and the little girl, her daughter, who goes, I like that, like a drag queen, like that pop. Little kids are the scariest. What is scarier than a little kid? I'll tell you, a little kid who makes noise 
that isn't a word. Like the noise isn't a word. It's just like a, it's like a, uh, that was the grudge. Remember little girl in the closet, just all black and white uh, or little girl hereditary. I'm sure I'm going to be doing that pop sound for at least the next year. I'm going to get it in my head. It's going to crawl in there like a worm. I've been saying that a lot lately. It's going to crawl in there like a worm, going to penetrate me. And I'm just going to be nonstop. That should, that should help me being single. I'm sure I'll just pop my way into a boyfriend. Uh, I have a whole, like, scary movie crew who I go and see scary movies with. And my friend Matt, he's really into the Halloween franchise. And so we used our movie pass on uh, last Friday, I want to say. Or, no, last Thursday. Because he heard that the new Halloween, they're doing a new Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. And he thought that the trailer was going to be playing before this movie called Upgrade. And I had, I knew nothing about Upgrade. And very rarely do I go into a movie not knowing anything about it. Never saw a trailer. Never read a review. Didn't even know who was in it. Uh, and, and I, it, they did not end up playing the Halloween trailer that comes out this Friday. But I really enjoyed that movie Upgrade. It was really good. I recommend it. I mean, it, it had problems. But I would say it was on par with a good episode of Black Mirror. It was good for free. For Movie Pass, I enjoyed it. The lead actor in it is uh, Logan Marshall Green, who is so cute. I love him. He was um, in that movie, The Invitation, and also the movie Prometheus. And he's just, there's something about, he has such a deep voice. And I know it's like, I sh- given how like Nelly and stuff I am, I shouldn't exoticize a deep voice and be like, oh God, it's so sexy. But it is. There's just something about a man with a deep, deep voice. The deeper the voice, the deeper I want him to go, if you know what I mean. Memory wants you to 